Welcome to the Sell Your Brilliance Summit, where we empower entrepreneurs to elevate their influence. We're here to ignite your entrepreneurial spirit and help you showcase your unique talents to the world. I'm your host, Michelle Parad, and I'm thrilled to be your guide on this journey of unlocking your true potential. Enjoy this summit. I can't wait to connect with you. Welcome to day one of the Sell Your Brilliance Summit. I am so happy and excited for you to be here. And our very first speaker is Bia Marie Anig. We really dive into the multiverse, the metaverse, parallel universes, what that all really means on our path of purpose. And ultimately, I do think we concluded that no matter what universe you're in or what timeline you're on, you are being guided towards your ultimate goal, your ultimate destiny. Um, and there isn't really a bad decision to be made. So Bia Marie Anik is a holistic success guide. She's a beacon of inspiration, an international bestselling author, renowned speaker, and she masterfully blends neuroscience and woo-woo. She hosts the podcast, 52 Weeks of Flow, exploring peak performance and life enhancement. As the creatrix of the Superwoman Symposium, she really empowers women and champions collaborations. Her clients call her a magic wand for your life and business. What a cool tagline. I hope you enjoy this interview. Today, we're going to be exploring our personal hero's journey. And I'm so excited to have this conversation um, because we we did start uh, talking about this a few few days ago already um, around this theme as well as exploring infinite possibilities. Maybe to get started, tell me a little bit about this training that you mentioned to me that you you did around this concept of infinite possibilities and. How do we even start to understand what our purpose is? Thank you so much, Michelle. And thank you so much for having me. This is a great question. This is a really great question because we have all been at the point at some point in our lives where we ask, why am I here? What is this? Why am I going through this? Or why am I going through that? And why do I have to go through I have no idea where I am, who I am, and how many of those. The concept of infinite possibilities is basically rooted in the concept of the multiverse. When we want to understand the multiverse, in its simplest form, the multiverse theory suggests that our universe, the vast expanding space and time we are in, is not just the only one. Instead, there's, this is just a small part of a really large ensemble, a multiverse, where there is immense numbers of multiverses. And so this idea is rooted in cosmology and quantum physics, uh, quantum mechanics, sorry. So it is actually very tangible. Because when you talk about the multiverse, a lot of people roll their eyes and say, oh, this is like spiritual. No. It's actually, especially in the context of the Big Bang Theory, that the multiverse can be as a consequence of 
cosmic inflation. And through that rapid expansion that occurs just after a big bang. And quantum, quantum mechanics, on the other hand, introduces us to the concept of superposition and quantum entanglement, hinting that realities were very possible to intertwine in intertwine and also exist as parallel universes, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yes. I hope that made sense. Um, it does to me, but let's explore and unfold this a little bit more. Okay. Because um, to me also, I think it's super, super interesting because we are now in a phase right now, technologically, where we're exploring this concept of creating metaverses for ourselves to experience. So I completely can see how if we can create those multi-realities, then maybe we're already living in multi-realities as well, right? So someone created us and created us in one, one version, and then maybe there could be, depending on the choices we make, depending on our vibration, and maybe other factors, we can step into the jargon I've heard of is timeline. I don't know if that's synonymous, but yeah, tell me a little bit more about this sort of cosmic inflation, because that's a really interesting concept as well. Is, is, is it the universe that's constantly expanding and therefore we're, we're doing the same or we have to move along with the universe as well? I think we have to get away from the thought that there's only one. Because in quantum mechanics, it tells us basically that there are multiple or infinite possibility outcomes to one certain scenario. So if there are, like, before I make a decision, I have infinite possibilities to go in, in whatever direction my decision is going to take me. So thinking about me being the only one or have as the only thing or this universe, universe actually says it, that there's only one. The idea is that there are multiple layers of everyone and everything. So also multiple dimensions. So if we go with a quantum mechanics theory and think that everything every path, every timeline has multiple strings attached to it. It, is, it takes a lot of pressure off of us because sometimes we just think that, oh my God, this is, decision, this is the decision of my life and I really need to make a really good one. And we get stressed and we get hard. And, but this is not how the universe flows. If you have ever seen a picture of the cosmos, of the universe, of the stars, of the Milky Way, it all flows. It is all in alignment. It's a huge, it's a beautiful symphony. It's a beautiful symphony of things coming together. And it's not predetermined. It's not like this has to be there to do this. The way we create our universe, our multiverse, is by flowing and by experiencing what it is that we are 
and what we do right now. When we focus too much on what our brain tells us, now I'm talking to the neuroscience geeks here because our brain only knows what already happened. Our brain is detached to the past. So everything that our brain tells us is basically a solution for past problems. Mm -hmm. But if we are facing new problems, if we are facing troubles, tribulations, some, like decisions that we have never made before, we cannot rely on our brain because our brain will tell us what the past version of us would do. The brain does not look into the future. That's how our brain keeps us safe because it works with really safe statistics. This has kept us safe in the past. That's why we're going to continue doing that. But this is why so many people are stuck in this past loop and they don't move on. They don't move further than this because they, now we're coming to this really, I don't really like that term, but the comfort zone. It's this, you keep yourself in the comfort zone. You keep yourself in the known. But the way you evolve to grow, to be successful in life, to become what you are meant to be, is to grow out of it. To tell your brain to basically F off and jump. And I know this is also like when everybody says, yes, take a leap of faith. You just need to jump and the universe will catch you. Yeah. But all those phrases, they have a profound meaning behind it. If you do not do something that you have never done before, you will not grow. That's the first thing we learn in school. If you don't learn, you will stay where you are. And as adults, most of us, we stop learning or we just learn something that we think we need for our professional life. What do I need to get the better job? What do I need to get a raise? What do I need to? But there is so much more. And now maybe all the people who are not, who don't believe in the woo-woo will tell me to come back down. But there's so much more to us to, that we can learn about us. This is not just our physical body here that we live in. There is our emotional body. There is our energetic body. And all those body ha bodies have different needs. And to learn about this and to really get a handle of this life, how to use this vehicle that we are in, that we're navigating here. This is how to really understand the infinite possibilities that lie before us. I know the, the generation of our parents or, and our grandparents, they were put in this box. They were put in this, you study this, you do this job, you have a family and you die kind of thing. And when you're happy along the way, great. <laughs> but this is how you do it. So my parents were also put in that box by their parents. But my mom and my dad both always told me, if I just could have, I would have done something different. Mm -hmm. And so I had 
the immense privilege of being born to those two amazing humans because they told me to go for what I want, for what my heart is telling me. And as a child, you say, I want to be a fireman. I want to be a pediatrician. I want to do a singer. I want to do this and I want to do that. And you can do this all. I know we all believe there is not that much time to learn everything. But actually, you can be whatever you want to be. If you can see it, you can be it. Because that vision of you that you have, that came from something, that came from somebody, whatever you want, God, higher power, universe, source, whatever you want to call it. But that vision didn't come from your brain. Your brain cannot produce future images. So it must have come from something else. And when you see that, when you see yourself speaking on a stage, when you see yourself healing pets, when you see yourself doing something completely different to what you are actually doing right now, this is the call to action. This is not just a pretty picture where you're like, oh, yeah, maybe in a different life. No, this is the call to action to go after that. Because the picture that came to you, because it is meant for you to bring that into reality. And that's where we come back to the infinite possibilities and the multiverse and the quantum mechanics. Every decision that we make has multiple infinite strings to go. Every decision that you can make has multiple in, infinite outcomes. Not just, and the outcomes are not just for yourself. You might see, okay, it's either yes or no. But if you say yes, that means that the, for your family as well. This means that the, for that person, because you touched that person's life. Or if you say no, then it means that you're not saving that pet or that you're not helping that little boy. Some, all of those infinite possibilities are not just directed for you, but it's for everyone that you touch on that timeline, basically, that you decide to go down. Wow, so much gold that's <laughs> dropped there. Oh my goodness. Effectively, are you saying there's no wrong decision? There's no right decision? It's just... You make a decision and the universe flows with that decision. And there's like this beautiful unraveling that happens from that. So that's one question I have. But then the other is you touched on getting these intuitive visions for ourselves. So how do we tell the difference between getting that vision versus something our brain and ego is trying to get us to do? Is there a way that you found to differentiate between the two for people who are just starting out on the, this kind of path? Yeah, to, to go sec second question first, to differentiate between your intuition, your higher power, your calling, and your brain and your ego and programming basically is you can ask yourself three questions. First question is, is it for the highest good of all? 
do more people than just me benefit from this? If it's just a me answer, then it's probably your ego. Then the other one is when you close your eyes and hone into that question and ask yourself, is that my intuition or is that my ego? When you hone into that picture, that vision that you just had, does it, ma- does it give you feelings? Does it make your body tingle? Does, you, does it make your heart jump? If it doesn't do anything to you, then it's a very logical, rational decision created from your past programming. Okay, I need to do this and I need to do that and I need to do this to get the promotion. Or is it more like this? Ooh, yes, this is what I'm going to do kind of thing. And the third answer is, can, is it something that you have done before? Is it something that has, is just, is it reproduced basically just with a different picture of it? Because if you have done something like this before, then it's probably your brain, your ego saying, okay, we're just going to give it another name. We're just going to take, we're just going to color it a different way. And then we're going to do it again because it was successful. And that's why we're going to do it again. But if you've never done it before and you feel, and you have no idea how to do it, but you still feel good about it, that's then probably your intuition. So every time you feel a little bit scared, but the, Okay, we have to differentiate here because fear and excitement create the same chemical reaction in our brain, in our body. We just name it. We just say, oh, I'm afraid. Oh, I'm excited. But actually, it's the same thing. So when you fear, when you are afraid or when you feel scared or something like this, really look at, am I really scared? Is this something that I'm fearing my life? Is this life-threatening right Or am I excited in a way that like this nervous excitement because I've never done that. I've never bungee jumped. So (laughs) kind of thing. Or is it like a threat to my life? Because I get it. I get it. Fear is a very serious feeling. So I do not want to play that down. But I want you to really look at your emotions because they are so important. Our emotions are our engine. And our emotions most of the time result from beliefs, beliefs that we have created in our childhood. And those belief systems, they create our thoughts and our thoughts create our emotions. And, and our thoughts also create our words and our words create our reality. And here we come back to the universe and the multiverse around us. Because in your first question, you said that every decision that I make, is it there a right one or wrong decision? No, there is no right or wrong decision. There is no right or wrong answer. And we have to say goodbye to those black and white decisions those black and white worlds because there there is not a black and white world. There are multi-layers to everything. And is it a wrong decision to quit your corporate job and throw away a six-figure salary? 
in society's narrative, that might be a wrong decision. But have you been burned out? Have you been physically and mentally exhausted the whole time? Are you dreading to go to work? Have you maybe even tried to kill yourself because you hate your life right now? Then quitting your corporate career is the best thing that you can do. So you, every decision, when you're not sure, you can just look at it. Does it serve me? Does it serve the people around me? Am I doing this for the greater good? Am I curious and exploring? Or am I stuck in a certain narrative? Do I just want this for myself? And am I taking this decision out of fear? Making this decision out of fear. Because one of the big narratives, sorry, one of the big narratives in society is that there is not enough. That you have to fight. But what if there is a multiverse? What if there are infinite possibilities? They're also saying that there are not enough resources on this planet. I completely disagree. Because if we change the way we live, there are more than enough resources. The way we do it right now might not have enough resources. The path that we're walking down right now is endless. No, not endless. It is, what's the word? That word doesn't even exist in my vocabulary. Infinite. It's ending. <laughs> but if we change, if we tweak that path, we open up more possibilities. And all of a sudden we see ways to feed the world, to support the people. But we're so stuck in this narrative that we need to go down this path because we have started on this path. And that's not just in politics or in business or in personal life. It's also with relationships. A lot of people stay in really unhealthy relationships because they have made a commitment. You have made a commitment to suffer and to be beaten and unhealthy and internally die? No, you have made a commitment to share a life with somebody as partners. But if one person is not partnering anymore, why do you want to keep on that? Why do you want to stay on that? Just because you said, I do. But you said that under different circumstances. So every time the circumstances change, you can change your decision. You can change your mind. I love and that. And the funny thing is, sorry, I'm sorry. The fun, my, my daughter, my daughter is seven and she's like my biggest teacher at the moment because she says something in the morning and then I pick her up from school and then she says com something completely different. I'm like, wait, what? I thought we we're going. And she's like, no, mommy, I can change my mind. I was like, yeah, but I prepared everything because you said in the morning you want to do this. And it took me hours to prepare that. And she's like, yeah, but I just changed my mind. I just don't want to do this anymore. And inside I'm like, oh, you ungrateful. I'm, but then I'm like, 
No, she has changed. She has evolved. Her interests of the past six hours have just changed. Something has shifted, and I need to accept that. And it took me a long time to really <sighs> to sit with me, and then my fear and my anxiety and all the, my stuff coming up. But, but that is not hers. That has nothing to do with her or her changing her mind. But that triggered something in me, a programming from my past. I'm really grateful that I get to see that now and get to heal that and deal with it. I hope I answered your question. <laughs> you have many answers to the question, which was, that fabulous. I think I feel like there was a multiverse in uh, unpacking Justin in your answer. And you know what I wanted to dig into a little bit. One is that I really love this buffalo analogy. I'd love for you to to tell it. Um, as far as a mechanism goes to when you're confronted with a decision that you know is the right one for you, or if wrong, but you want to step into a new decision, a new way that's very different from what you have done in the past, what seems safe. How can you use this kind of buffalo analogy to, to get through the fear of doing it? Yes. Awesome. Great question. I, I love the buffalo analogy. So what we're talking about here is the buffalo is the only animal that when a storm approaches, the buffalo runs through the storm. All other animals, they hide or they run away from the storm. But the thing is, if you run away from a storm, the storm will eventually catch up. And you can be the fastest runner in the world, but at some point, the storm will catch up or it will go a certain it will change course, but that, then you're safe for a moment. But the time you had been running away from the storm, you were in this fight-flight mechanism. You were stressed. Your body was just on a complete stress and anxiety the whole time. And you don't really know how long that phase is that you run away from the storm. In, in nature, you can say, that might take 10 minutes, maybe five minutes, maybe two minutes, and then the storm just takes a different way. But in life, you cannot really say that when we're talking about big events happening in your life where you're trying to run away from that you don't want to confront. So I always talk to, I always talk to my clients to be more like the buffalo, to take the storm head first because, yes, it's really scary. It's really scary to take your problems on head first. But when the storm comes, and you run through it, you're through. You're done. No anxiety, no stress. You had the fear, you had the panic maybe before you went in there. But by moving through it, the storm eases. Yeah. And so coming out on the other side, then it's basically like a spa. <laughs> right. Not, okay, don't take me literally with every problem, but... It is a lot, sh the pain is a lot shorter than as if you run away from it. Mm -hmm. 
And there you all also really have the possibility of choosing. You never have to run away or you never have to confront yourself. But the easiest path actually is to go through. We tend to want to avoid the problem, keep it over there. Oh, it's not there. It's just, it's over there. Let me sidestep it. But it always catches up with us one way or the other, as you mentioned. And I do think that in this discussion, it really requires of us a couple of things. One being a little bit of that self-awareness piece. (laughs) And then the second part that you mentioned really is just being aware that we have other possibilities, that we can make different choices in the first place. Because I think that a lot of people don't even know that on the other side, there are these other opportunities, there's these other possibilities and things that are, can be completely unexpected. I think it's, I think it's so beautiful. I do want to ask though, this is philosophical, but do you feel like the universe is still guiding us towards an ultimate answer for ourselves or an ultimate mission like regardless of what we choose is there still something other than ourselves as a guiding force that's going to give us different experiences that are in some ways still going to lead us to i don't even know what that end goal is but it's it's an evolution of ourselves so i believe that our souls come into our li- into the into this life because they want to learn something they have something specific that they want to experience or learn and some for some people this might sound really ironic when it says suffering kids in africa what do they want to experience But it's not the suffering that they want to experience, but it is about the feeling. Mm -hmm. Why? You can also ask why there are so many miscarriages. Maybe because that soul just wanted to feel unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And that's it. They didn't want to experience going through the birth canal or they didn't want to experience having parents that fight or they didn't want to experience, they just wanted to experience unconditional love. And that is what a mother gives a child when the baby is still in the womb. That is unconditional love. And so my belief is when we come here, we want to experience something and we want to learn something. And, but we did We cannot choose how we want to experience it because this has multi-factors, like the family that you come in, the surrounding that you have, the people that you're going to meet, the decisions that you're going to make. But if you listen to your inner guidance, your heart, your intuition, it will guide you down that path so that you can experience what you need to experience here in this life. 
And I also believe that when our soul has experienced enough, that it will leave our body again. Mm-hmm. And that's what, I, that's what I explained to my daughter when my dad died. Because she, didn't, she was four. She didn't really understand why grandpa is not coming back. So I told her that we are actually souls, spirits, ghosts. And we take on this human body as if we're getting into a car to go from one point to the next. Because on this earth, as a ghost, as a spirit, you cannot touch anything. You cannot move anything. You cannot interact. So we need something material to be in, to use as a vehicle. So we take on this bodysuit. And this is how we can navigate life. So... When we talk about following our soul's plan or what is the purpose or what is the higher goal, I think that we really need to learn to listen. Because the outside world is so loud. The programming that we're going through is so loud that we forget. We forget why we came here. We forget what we want to experience. And we also forget who we are. And I know it's, it has been said a lot, we are infinite beings having a human experience. But if you really listen to those words, you are an infinite being having a human experience. It takes off so much pressure. It takes off the stress to make everything right. You are here to experience life. Not to survive life. That's a key statement right there. I try to think of it as... How can we turn this into a game of life, right? Because we start to see and experience it as such, then there is nothing to be afraid of, right? It's it's just us exploring. It's just us experiencing. It's us going back to that childlike nature, like you mentioned, your daughter is in. How can we go back to this place where we're, okay, I'll, Maybe I'll, I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. And having that freedom to just be this type of person that can not be rigid. I guess that's the main thing is not be rigid with our thinking, with our choices. So that's really what I'm extracting from this. So beautiful. So maybe you can leave us off with, are there any practical tools that we can use to help us? become better listeners of ourselves. When you ask a question, don't assume the answer. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times when we ask a question, 
our mind already moves on and we don't wait for the answer. But that also means when we talk to ourselves or connect to our inner guidance or our higher selves, whatever you want to call it, it also means you need to sit and wait. <laughs> because sometimes the answer doesn't come the way you expect it. Most of the time, it is not a voice that says, Michelle, you go to China now. No, sometimes it is that you hear a song over and over. And usually we just dismiss this as, oh, I got this song stuck in my head. But this song is maybe telling you something because you didn't listen to the more silent pings. We have, through our life, we have been so conditioned to listen to outside advice. Every time we feel something in our body, we go on Google. We say, Google, I have an itch in my knee. What does that mean? Instead of sitting with it and saying, okay, I have, an itch. I have an itch in my knee. What does that mean? When I move my knee, how does that feel? Is this, is it, does it feel stable or instable? How does my body feel? To ask questions and really drop into your soul, your body, whatever level you're asking the questions on. You can also call that meditation. A lot of people just think meditation is you sit and you listen to somebody else or you're listening to music or you don't listen to anything and you try to quiet your, vo your, your thoughts. But it is actually connecting. Meditation for me is connecting to yourself, connecting to your wisdom, to your guidance, connecting to your body, just checking in, sitting and checking in with your body, going through every part every organ how do where does how does that feel how does is everything in flow where is there a block how does this is the vehicle that i'm driving is it still functioning it's like taking your car to a car shop every two years you probably do that so why don't check into your vehicle once in a while and check if everything is still functioning so beautiful it's like why are we always outsourcing it to, to other people to tell us what's wrong or right about us so true this has been such a beautiful discussion thank you so much for your wisdom i'd love to share with the audience about your resource being superwoman a super powered guide to your best self so tell us a little bit about that guide and what we can find inside <laughs> yeah so I really love this little guide and I really love the analogy of superwoman or superheroes in general because we are made to be normal in this society and nobody is normal. So if you think you have a mediocre life or you feel normal or no, you're not. Every one of us is special and not in a way that we are better than anybody else, but we are special and everybody has a superpower. We just need to un unravel it, to unlock it, basically. And this guide will help you in nine chapters to dive into who you are, what you want, and really dig into your special sauce. 
the special flavor that you may have. If you don't like the word superpowers, maybe it's your special flavor. If, you, if we go into ice cream flavors, we're not all vanilla. So we need to figure out which flavor we are, which flavor we have. For some people, it might be something like, oh, I'm a really... She always said, oh, yeah, I'm a really good listener. Mm -hmm. But she is. She reads in between what people say. She reads their energy. She, re she can tell you after five seconds of talking that some... This is a superpower. Just listening can be a superpower. Smelling. People have immense capacities when it comes to smell. Smelling. There are schools that teach children how to read blindfolded. Those are superpowers that we can all tap into. We just need to figure out which one of those is our special thing. And this little guide can help you with it, to tap into it. So beautiful. Oh my goodness. I can't wait for you all to dive in there and get some interesting insights on your secret sauce. and. Yeah, I cannot wait to see what's next in store for you. And I really thank you for being here. So thank you so much for having me. Ah, thank you so much. That was really beautiful.